0: Marketing does lead to sales. For dad it was easy when I was doing a lot of weird marketing because he could see the sales. But when you're Pepsi and you're not actually selling it, gets a little harder. These CMOs are sitting in monster global businesses, something you do in America, might show up on YouTube and it sells it out in India. You can't just see it so easy. Remember, Pepsi, Evian, uh, Reebok. It's being- You to go to Albertsons. Yeah, yeah. you're going to Albertsons, you're going to Costco. And by the way, Costco and Albertsons doesn't want to show the brands all the information because that's how they make money, right? So there's a lot going on here that I know a lot of people listening at home don't have views into that's very interesting. This. Is the Gary V Audio Experience. Everybody, we're back. Super excited about this podcast. This uh week long uh can 2023 Can Lions. Bunch of fun guests talking about a lot of different genres. I'm really excited about this next guest. Uh we've run in similar circles for a long time, have a lot of admiration for her. Um and uh I think we're gonna have a really fun discussion, so I'll let her introduce herself. Um, but I think a lot of you are going to get a ton of value out of Jenny, and we'll talk a little bit of video and marketing and the industry, and so this one is going to segue into a lot of good talk for marketers. I know a lot of you are aspiring to get into this industry, and I know a lot of you are CMOs, brand managers, and things of that nature, so excited for this. Jenny, how are you?
1: I'm very well. Thank you. How are you, Gary?
0: I'm well. Tell everybody who you are and what you do.
1: Uh, I am Jenny Wall. I am CMO of uh, VideoAmp. I've only been in the job for about four months now. New. New. Very new, but drinking from the fire hose, for sure. Uh, I've spent the last thirty years on the brand side of the business, mostly entertainment. So, this is a, a, a change for me. And uh, it, I hear I heard some advice recently that said, you know, in your twenties, uh, you're all about fear, and in your thirties, it's all about ego, and then in your forties, you know, it's all you're starting to understand figure both sides and figure it out. <laughs> and in your fifties, it's all about joy. Um, and I think it's so odd that I find joy in ad tech, but I that's I definitely want to talk about. My background, but also just as an aging marketer as to what the last chapters and the next chapters are. In this Good world. for you.
0: You know, it's funny. I don't know if you know this, Jenny, about my content, but like I'm really weird about the age thing. I, the world has done a nice job of putting up a lot of issues around gender and race, and sexuality, yeah. but I really do think ageism is the thing. Like the thought of even how you said that, like, like when I think 50, I'm like, Half time. I know you're 47. I can I'm tell 47. you because
1: you, you, you say that a lot too. So and I, I I'm 53. I do.
0: you. So so to me, I'm like shit. Like I want to die at my desk. I'm hoping you know the way modern health works. I'm like you know I'll be working at 92, 93. Like that's very real to me. The, I got lucky that I grew up with technology, so it'll be very easy for me to like be virtual or in the metaverse. But I think your point is important, which is the industry currently for a lot of the CMOs that are listening. There, there's chapters to the game. First, let's t- tell everybody what Video is for the people that are listening because I think that's an important context and we'll
1: bounce around a little bit. Yeah, and I, maybe I'll just tell you also, well, we're a measurement platform and an I optimization.
0: Recognize that a lot of people here may not know our lingo, so like really break it down because I think it'll be joyful for a lot of okay, people.
1: Okay, well, I'll tell you why I joined and then that can, I think, be you helpful. Can do any, yeah, yeah, do it anyway. can you be want. helpful as to, to what it actually is. Okay. Um, so as a CMO and, and just in marketing, probably my biggest challenge was I'm never having enough information. Uh, to be able to justify the media spend, um, so constantly a CFO is asking, you know, what 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 did you get for that dollar that you put in? Um, and a lot of times, CMOs are like, I I don't know, um, and because you have an MMM model, which is a, a marketing mix model or a media mix model, or you have an MTA, which is a multi-touch a- a attribution model, just trying to figure out if I ran a TV ad and I ran a display ad, and then I ran, you know, a podcast ad uh, on Gary's show, <laughs> like, did somebody actually buy eyes. something, um, and what I think the biggest problem as a marketer is a lot of people, when they get to the C-level as well, are fearful for their job, and so it's out it's of fear. It's a nice fear. job. It's a nice job, but it's a scary job, yeah. because you're seen as a cost center, and one of my goals is always to, sh- to prove that we're a revenue center.
0: Which, which, for, to jump in for everyone's listening, like, marketing does lead to sales, but Understand, for a lot of people at home, and my father's actually sitting in here, uh, for dad it was easy when I was doing a lot of weird marketing because he could see the sales. But when you're Pepsi and you're not actually selling it, gets a little harder. It's trailing. And when you're Pepsi and not a one-store liquor store, you got a million things going on in a million different places. So for everybody listening at home, with your small businesses, if you're not understanding, you're like, what? I don't get it. You don't get is that these CMOs are sitting in monster global businesses. Something you do in America might show up on YouTube and it sells it out in India. You can't just see it so easy. Right. A lot of people, you know, easier for QSRs, right? McDonald's is a little bit easier. They got the store. Remember Pepsi, Avion, uh, Reebok. It's you have being to go to st- Albertsons. Yeah, you're yeah. going to Albertsons. You're going to Costco. And by the way, Costco and Albertsons doesn't want to show the brands all the information because that's how they make money. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot going on here that I know a lot of people listening at home don't have views into that's very interesting. So a lot of these reports had to be built to help people get yeah, educated. And I can actually even talk about that one, Please. once,
1: but I'll, I'll, I'll get to further explaining what it is. So basically that was my biggest uh, uh, complaint. Uh, was that Number one is I didn't have the right tools, um, and my CFO was constantly like, oh, I'm going to take the money away then if you can't show me how it's done. Uh, or what it what it's done for us, um, and then the other thing is that our our industry has been built on a legacy Nielsen as a legacy um, a currency, if you will, of how we value media. What justification? Yeah. and the it's, Nielsen it's, rating is this. Nielsen rating is this, and it's based on a forty thousand person panel of linear television and uh which is 2023 everyone crazy to me so basically what we do is we are one a measurement company that we have a one-stop shop basically that you can use us for measurement for optimization and basically we can ingest all of your tools to be able to say pretty closely like the identity of people like obviously but we don't we we're very privacy complacent um, and but ingest a lot of data so you guys don't have to and also give you insights on how you should be spending your money and where you should move it and a it's recommendation outcome based and <coughs> yeah, and it's engine. outcome based like for so for Pepsi and Albertsons we worked with them to show how their media spend and Albertson's media spend increased foot traffic to outcomes to actually like a 25% jump in sales. So yes. we're able to actually tie those and then so marketers can go back and say, hey, it worked, give me more money, so let's waste less money. We don't want to cut dollars. Take
0: us behind the curtain. Yeah. Because I think a lot of a lot of brand managers and young marketers listen to this podcast, um, especially probably this episode specifically once they see the title. Two questions on what you just said, because I love that. One, what do you, and this is a subjective call, you've been in the game, and you have a lot of relationships. A percentage, a way to articulate what I'm asking you, how good or bad is the CMO, CFO relationship across the Fortune 500s? Obviously
1: everyone's different. I don't, think, it, I don't different, think it's but, great, and I think that's another one of my mm-hmm. missions is to help, you know, we, we were joking about what uh, what is a, a video of headline in five years, and one is, I said I want to increase the, the uh, tenure of a CMO from an average of 44 months to 100 months. Yes. Like, like I want to help them stay in their jobs longer, and then I want to make the hope the the CFO and the CMO best friends because they're at odds right now. One's controlling the dollars, and one's saying I got to spend the dollars. You got to spend the dollars, and you're not going to take the dollars away from me. But someone's saying I don't know if it's working, so I'm going to give it somewhere else because I see you as a cost center. So you're going to cut people, and then you're going to cut marketing, and then that actually they don't see how that actually hurts the brand down the line. So I think if we can make the CFO and the CMO best friends, meaning that we make them un- help them understand. And I think that's the biggest problem is, you know, we're, we're talking, everything's going big data next year. Nielsen's even doing Nielsen One, so everything's changed. But when I talk to Go CMOs, figure. I'll say, do you know that that everything's changing? We're on a forty million households. Would you want forty thousand or do you want forty million? Like I think we want forty million households because if five people go on vacation, you're also
0: <laughs> not getting sur- the survey stuff. Is insane.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. So, but, but hey, think, did
0: you? I'm like, I don't
1: fucking know. Someone goes on vacation, it skews your whole data. It's, so, er, so Nielsen knows this already, um, and so they're doing that. So, I, I'm trying to help with CMOs to say it is changing. The world is crumbling. Um, around And there's a lot of different, you know, partners out there that are vying for currency, number one, to be the currency that you trade on, but also to be, uh, help people measure their dollars be- better. Of course. And so I say to CMOs, like, listen, you don't have to go with me. I- I'm just like Just saying, go with something. Just go with something. Because By the way, I say that all the time. If you don't test something, first of all, you have no negotiating power None. next year. But like test our data against, you know, our competitors' data against an, our, our other and when, competitors' and when you say, Nielsen, Yeah, when you
0: say test our data- Yeah. The thing that drove me crazy when I first got into the industry was the reports looked good, but the business was down. Right. That made no sense. Like, I'm Zero just a, sense. I'm just a well, very simple boy. It's
1: because they're looking at the wrong KPIs. No they'll they'll shit. say like, hey, my report on cost per engagement is incredible. Real
0: quick before I lose you, because I think you're an inspiration for a lot of people without you even realizing this. You've had real CMO jobs and real, you've, you've had real marketing jobs in your career. What's a good piece of advice for the young, let me go completely the other way. Now we have a whole group of 16 to 30 year olds who are maybe either thinking about what they want to do for a living or are now 26, 27, 28 and have heard me enough in my content realizing they're allowed to change industries even though they don't have a degree.
1: I I, I do have to tell you please. my my nephew is Literally, I was at home in Iowa, and they were like, you know Gary Vee? I'm (laughs) telling you, you are with the, like, they're 17 and 18, and like in college, and they're looking for marketing jobs as well, so I just want to say thank you. Send them to me for internships. I will send them. Boys, you're good. Boys, you said nephews. Boys, Boys, good news.
0: VaynerMedia internship done. Jenny, you want to talk? Uh, How do people get in the game? How do people get in the game in, in unique ways, or... If they get it, or if you think you can answer that, but if you've got a different, like a different thing that you can bring in value with, how about the people that are actually in the game right now? How do they accelerate? Which actually probably have a, even a strong getting in the game changes by the second. How about marketers that are in the game? How do they? What do they need to do to actually start to elevate their career, <laughs> to like actually move up the ranks? Which you've successfully done. You've they lived need it. to
1: learn. They need to understand what they don't know. I know we sometimes say we don't know what we don't know, and so for example. When I went to Netflix, I thought I knew what I was doing in 2012. I was like, I've been marketing TV and film f- for 20 years. Yeah. And I get there and I'm like, oh shit, it's I have a no game. idea what yeah. I'm doing. So data. So I think leaning into that and then I just, instead of running away, I grabbed every engineer and said, explain this to me. Um, uh, I The went humility into podcasting, to ask a question. Humility to say, I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and then just keep putting yourself in those jobs. I took I took the gimlet. CMO podcast job after I left Hulu and one of the reasons I took it was because I don't know the ear I said I know the eye and why is the eye so much more valuable than the ear so I and then I'm now I'm doing ad tech and it's something that I because I truly believe I want to cut waste in advertising so I would say just don't be afraid to try what you don't in fact you have to try what you don't know um
0: how much waste do you think you know we're talking a lot about media that's media talk to me how much waste do you think happens in creative
1: I would would say at least 50 percent of waste. And I think that's another thing is that if we can make less and also understand that premium video is not premium to everyone, things on TikTok or things that are cheap to make actually are much more valuable to some of those. And so not categorizing content that way. The production value doesn't
0: equal quality.
1: Quality, right? If
0: somebody watches a video they liked. right? And the amount of content actually consumed in social is absurd. Absurd. It's
1: absurd. And and, and the amount of outcomes that come from people um, engaging with those brands because they actually, they have an affinity for them. Jenny,
0: as you know, you and I are in Cannes and all we've talked about is yesterday and tomorrow. All we're doing is subjectively still talking about TV commercials and talking about AI the amount of people talking about social media creative video in this town this week is almost non-existent and that is actually what's happening today yes it blow this industry's capacity for obsessing about yesterday and tomorrow without recognizing well, 50 today. years ago too. It's
1: crazy. Yeah, and I talk even. Why does that happen? I don't know. You, It's a fear. I think you. it's yeah, fear. It fear. It's easy. No one ever gets fired for like they say no one ever gets fired but I think actually they do get fired now. You and if, I by the way
0: <laughs> what, I'm going to let her fit, like what Jenny was about to say was nobody gets fired for television and my argument is everyone is getting fired for television because it's not driving the right. results, and that's why CMOs are not staying in exactly, their jobs. Exactly because
1: long. they think that's what somebody wants, and they're not going to get fired, and they're actually doing a disservice, and they're not also testing and learning. I would say mm-hmm. another thing: take at least twenty percent of your budget and just try new things, try new things, try new things. And if you're putting it all behind, like you know, the thing that, that worked yeah. yesterday, you're this never is how we learn. got here, yeah. tried and true. Yeah. So guess what? You can be twenty percent better. So it's Love like it. just test and learn. Don't be afraid. Also, just I I waited too long to speak up about my own passions. Um, And I started my own agency when I left HBO. It was a gay and lesbian agency. But since then, I've really figured out what my passions were. And I didn't speak up as a woman also until later in life. And now I'm like, don't apologize. Good for you. You know, Don't say I'm sorry, women out there. And ask for what you're worth. That's my other piece. Ask for what you're worth because you deserve it.
0: Good for you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gary. Always
1: a pleasure.